Days, a Full Metal Alchemist Brotherhood podcast. I'm Megan. And I'm Meg. And today we are covering episode 49, Filial Affection. And before we go any further, I have a disclaimer. I'm going to try my best to edit this out in the audio, but for tonight, I had to record in a different room, so it is massively echoey in here. So, my apologies. <laughs> All right. Uh, in this uh, the summary of the episode... Uh, With his father's help, Al takes incredible steps to contain the monstrous pride. As the sun begins to rise on the promised day, the youngest Elric listens while the homunculus ponders his very human mother. That doesn't even scratch the surface of all that goes down. Mm -hmm. But anyway, uh, this covered chapter 88, the understanding between father and son, and 89, soldiers return. And unlike the last episode, this, this one kind of skipped around in the manga quite a bit. And I think there was even a scene that was from chapter 90, but it was so brief I didn't think to mention it. So we start off with Hohenheim trying to wake up Al, but he is unconscious. While Hohenheim's trying to wake up Al, Pride is very viciously attacking Ed and Greed. Um, Specifically, it's attacking Ed in the hopes of drawing out Hohenheim um and he's like cutting down all the trees as well to like I think give them fewer places to hide um and also it's just I don't know I this scene was pretty cool greed and ed like jumping around and avoiding avoiding pride because they I don't know you can't it's hard to fight back yeah but they're doing a good job just avoiding his attacks because if i were in that situation i would have been dead immediately mm-hmm. yeah uh lon Fon is also there but she she is struggling with her with her auto mail um and she's just still still recovering and and ed has to jump in and save her uh, which she's not super happy about yeah, but in the manga, Ed says, don't go throwing away your life for nothing. We're going to need your help later. So it's kind of like, I don't care if you don't want my help. We need you. I'm going to save your butt. <laughs> mm-hmm. And then we see like a bunch of beams of light. Honestly, for a hot second, when I saw that, I was so confused. Like I was like, are we traveling at hyperspeed? What is happening right now? <laughs> But no, Al Al is waking up and he remembers what what happened and he gives the I don't know I feel like it's a classic line where he's like I feel so violated. It's sad. Uh, it's funny at the same time. Yeah. Uh, and Hohenheim he suggests that the reason that pride can control him is because they share the same blood. Basically, they're like mm, half siblings. Or it's way it's more complicated. complicated than yeah, that. yeah, because because Hohenheim gave like part of his blood for the first homunculus, and that's where the that's where Pride and the other homunculi originate from. And he's Ed and Al's father, so, so maybe, yeah, there's like, like a cousins. Weird I don't know. I, I know whatever. Yeah, is. I know in the in the manga, there's like a funny manga panel where it's like. There, yeah. <laughs> uh, but then he, Al realizes Ed and Greed are are fighting, and we see him come up with a plan, but we don't know what it is yet. Um, 
we go to Ed and Greed and they are running out of steam, um, which I get because they have been jumping around forever. It probably probably feels like. Um, and then Hohenheim arrives and he's just kind of standing there and Pride is like, you know, what are you going to do? And he, I don't know, he gives this line, you know, the hero arrives at the last second to save the day. Um, and he takes a takes a step forward and Pride gets ready to attack, but Al attacks him from behind. At first, Pride, he's kind of, he's mocking at Al, like, oh, you're so dumb. Like, how, how could you think that's possibly going to work? Uh, but then Hohenheim <laughs> hits him with, don't ever mock my son. And he uses alchemy to, like, cause, like, huge chunks of dirt to, like, come up out of the ground and surround he basically traps alan pride in like this huge dirt dome yeah and al's holding pride in place to make sure he doesn't get away and it's like this epic scene and pride you know like shoots out one of his shadows to try to get hohenheim and it it stops just shy of hitting him kind of like um mustang's battle with lust when her her like finger spear almost Mm. impaled him but at the last second she died and it crumbled so the shadows crumble and Pride's been successfully trapped. And in the manga, it's still very epic. But we get to see Hohenheim's thoughts after and his heart is just racing. And he's going, that was scary. I don't blame him. I think I would have, I would have like peed my pants or something if I were, if I were trying to go against Pride. Mm-hmm. Yeah. He is definitely, I don't know. I think he, he and Wrath are, ooh, I don't know. They're all pretty scary. To fight. I don't know which one. The one I want to go against the least would be Gluttony. Yeah. Because He's... getting eaten alive is my, like, that's that would be the worst. I I don't care. Like, the others could squish me or impale me, but I would never want to get eaten mm. alive. Yeah, that would be pretty horrible. Mm. I don't know. I guess, yeah, with, with Wrath and Pride, it'd probably be a fairly quick death. I feel like the the one you might have the best chance against is probably Sloth, just because he like doesn't doesn't care. Get away. <laughs> yeah, <laughs> you might have a chance of getting away. Like, Why don't you take a nap? That sounds great. Yeah, just play him a lullaby, give him a warm blankie. He'll be I'll sing him a lullaby from the Promised Neverland. <laughs> <laughs> yeah, it's very haunting. Anyway. Uh, Ed, of course, is very upset, but Al is like, I, I had to do, you know, I'm the only one who could have done this. Um, and, uh, he's like, it's going to be okay. He's, he's comforting Ed and Ed is like, yeah, we have, we have work to do. So I get it. It's so sad because they're just yelling at each other through this thick earthen Mm. wall. And Ed's like, I really wanted to see him. (laughs) Mm Mm-hmm. I know they really like don't get a lot of time. They've been separated for so long. I know. <sighs> yeah. Anyway, then we see Greed booking it to Central because he he has realized that Sloth and Father are the only ones in Central right now, and he wants to take them out because he wants to rule the entire world. That is his, um secret motive that he was alluding to which and honestly Ling is just not happening yeah he's like 
okay, whatever, dude. Uh, you enjoy and, that. Good luck being lonely for the rest mm-hmm, of your life. Yeah. And then in Central, we hear rumors that the, you know, Ishvalans are moving into the city. And then we see Scar and um, his crew arrive and they're asking where the where the um, Panama slums are. And this is when they learn both about that Bradley's train blew up. And then also May is looking for them. And she did not go back to Shing, um, which Scar is not happy about. <laughs> that little uh, girl, I told her to go home. Yeah. I'm going to spank her real good when I find her. <laughs> and then um, we see Kimberly being Kimberly. He's slaughtering the Ishvalans. Um, so he's uh, still in action. You <laughs> I know. We're both watching Fruits Basket right now, so we're like, Yuki. Is that the only good guy he plays? No, wait, actually he plays he plays a good guy in Black Clover too. Um, but everything else I I've heard of in mostly villain roles. Mm-hmm. He does have a good like he has a good villain voice. Mm-hmm. Especially when he's playing Shigaraki, kind of like that raspy, mm-hmm. wheezing kind of voice. Yeah. Yeah. Uh, then we go back to the woods, and we see Pride trying to trying to tunnel out with a stick. Great plan. So it's, it's kind of funny in the manga, because Pride just trips over Al's head, which is on the ground. And it's cool to see him vulnerable like that. Um, actually acting human, I, I suppose you could say. And even Al, while they're in there, he thinks to himself, wow, take away his powers. And he's just a regular little kid. Mm-hmm. Yeah, it's kind of, it's honestly kind of unsettling. Yeah. And then he, he Pride and Al get to talking, and Al tells Pride that he doesn't think that Pride thinks very much of humans, and he underestimates them them too much um but then pride like tells a story about his his mother so the fear's wife and how she risked her life to to save him and she would do anything for him um and that it's kind of it doesn't make it doesn't make sense but that's what they are depending on because al tries to say like oh you we could leave at any time we could just leave um Amestris and then you wouldn't have your sacrifices but Pride's like well no you would never do that because you care about this country too much yeah I kind of like the heart to heart they have um and even in the manga like after their discussion Al has to remind himself like who he's talking to don't be fooled this is still like the worst villain ever because I mean as they're talking again, he seems like a normal kid. He's talking about his mom, even even though it's mm-hmm. his adopted mother. But he shows like this genuine kind of like I I actually like having a mother. He he shows like care for her. Yeah, it is. It's interesting to see him in that in that way because that that's originally how we saw him, mm-hmm. like as this little kid, and then you find out he's pride, and you're like, ooh. <laughs> and then you're like, <laughs> he can be a little kid at times. And there's just a very brief scene um, with Mustang at um, Hugh's grave. And 
Hawkeye's there and and they're ready for ready for action. Um and both Megan and I, we both <laughs> I don't know the scene. Like I kind of thought that they were gonna like kiss. <laughs> like mm-hmm. it was yes. <laughs> yeah. That's what I was hoping. It was, I, had, but, I think it was the voice actors especially, but it was just a tender moment and the music swelled mm-hmm. and like it was I think it was you know, the sun is just gonna come up and uh, they were standing pretty close to each other. <laughs> <laughs> but no. No. That's fine. Maybe later. No, it never happens. What? Spoiler. <laughs> <laughs> this uh, show isn't big on kissing. Like there is no, no kissing I don't at think all. There's yeah. There's, there's only no. very nice hugs, which we prefer we actually prefer that. Like the the best part in any show, even if it is a romance show, is when the characters hug instead of kiss. Mm-hmm. Because, I don't know. Yeah. Kissing is fine, but I feel like <laughs> a hug shows, like, yes, I actually want to be touching this person. Yes, I care about them, and I want to embrace them and hold on to them and never let them go. Yeah, definitely, like, some of the most romantic scenes, for me, mostly in in anime, but also also like live action things, yeah. has always been a hug. It's so sweet. I just like love. Also, I really love just like the like gentle pats or like when people like grab like the like edge of somebody's jacket or like clothes. I'm like, oh my gosh, it's so cute. The only movie kiss that I'm like that I melt over is in the the second Spider-Man with Tom Holland when when he and Zendaya kiss it's like this little innocent well it starts as a little innocent peck of course they get a longer one later that I'm not a fan of but like that first one when she just like goes up to him and like quickly does it that that's like the embodiment of innocent love to me (laughs) it's like the I don't know what to do smooch okay (laughs) Mm -hmm. yeah I'm trying to think of like if there's any scene with a kiss and I'm like, oh yeah, I, I love oh, that. No, no, the Peter Pan kiss. It's not a real kiss, but it's a little kiss. Oh, that one's actually so sweet. <laughs> but also they're kids, so it's also kind of like, mm, okay. <laughs> uh, anyway. You're not what you do. <laughs> yes. Yes. Okay. Anyway, talking about something that didn't even happen <laughs> in the episode. <laughs> it's fine. Uh Scar and the and Marco and the Chimeras and Yoki. I think he's still with them. I don't know. Yeah. Um they they arrive at the dirt dome um where Ed and the other Chimeras and are still hanging out. Um and the Chimeras who we realize like they haven't seen each other since they parted ways at, at um in the north like immediately are suspicious of each other uh and they're fighting and and bickering and and ed shows up and he's like shut up piggy gorilla fatty like he's not having it um (laughs) and then they start arguing some more because i I heard in the background i didn't catch all of it but someone was like no i'm the gorilla he's the pig or something Mm -hmm. like that yeah yeah and then uh, then, but then we see that they are they are united and they're, and they're very happy to be fighting along Ed Ed and company. Um, they think they're they're fighting for a good cause. 
Uh, and then they decide to send Fu to do a recon in in Central um, because apparently, which I don't know, I haven't paid attention to this, but he's the only one that has been able to keep his identity hidden. Yeah, um, mm-hmm. that makes sense because like oh. everyone else, the military knows of somebody knows their face in Central. Um, and with Lan Fan, uh, the fear definitely knows her from that battle they had. So, mm-hmm. yeah, I guess he's the only one who was never like in a fight with somebody knows, like outside he knows of to, the... how to keep his head down and actually stay to the mission and keep the mask on. Mm-hmm. Yeah, yeah. And then we come to this very epic, like last scene of the episode. Um, Ed goes up to like the the dirt dome and he you know kind of acknowledges that Al is doing everything he can to keep to keep everyone safe and it's up to them to like take out to to win um and then he he puts on his coat as the sun sun rises and like the the outro music starts to play and he's like the the sun rises and he's like the promised day has begun um yeah yeah this is we were we were talking about this but this is like the the episode that reminded us like oh yeah this is a good show like things are about to like heat up and when we first watched it i think we this is when we started binging it all because we couldn't leave it because um that was the summer I was going away for for a long time so we had to get it all in before I left otherwise we'd mm-hmm. just go nuts trying to watch like yeah one every other week or whatever <laughs> I think we like watched like these last what like 15 episodes in 5 days, Five days. <laughs> yeah it's pretty crazy, but it was totally worth it. I don't know. I think it would have been you hard. You have to watch yeah. it all together because it's one. It's been one day basically because it's the promise mm-hmm. day. Yeah, <laughs> yeah. And then we we do get like an end credit scene. We see Brosh. We haven't seen him in a long long time. He was um, Maria Ross's like. I think. Yeah, yeah. Um, and he, not, I can't remember his his um ranking was i think she ranked one above him though mm-hmm. and he's so he's asleep and we see his siblings waking him up and they're they're so adorable um and they like they want to see the solar eclipse uh but then they're looking out the window and you can see that a a building is on fire yeah and so Denny Brosh is somebody we haven't seen for a long time, but I was so happy to see him again, especially because we get to see him in his house, like with siblings. And I kind of forgot how young he is, too, because they never give Ross or Brosh's ages. But I assumed late teens, early 20s, like kind of newer to the military. Um, But I love in the manga, we get to see more of his house and his family. Uh, According to the wiki, he has five younger siblings. And it's just cool to see a character in their natural habitat, I guess. Um, He also bikes away to go check out the fire in the situation, which I thought was a nice touch because, like I said, he seems to be younger in the military, so he probably doesn't have a car yet. (laughs) Uh, But then we see it is not a building that's on fire. Roy is, well, Roy is the one that is starting things on fire. Um, And we see the Fuhrer's wife 
is a hostage. Um, so the soldiers like can't really do anything, but then some of the leaders are like, Oh, we only need Mustang alive. It doesn't matter. Um, just kill everyone else. And then they corner Mustang's crew in a building and the officer tells the soldiers to kill them all except Mustang. And that's where your shots. Ends. <laughs> yep. Uh, yeah. So, I mean, there's a lot to talk about during the episode, but not a lot to talk about after it's over. Um, the only thing is uh, for story elements, we saw that they had to leave a man behind. So that would be Al. And sometimes in the story, you have to leave a character behind, whether it be because they're injured or because they have a purpose only they can fulfill. Al, unfortunately, is the only one who can be trapped with pride, so he's getting left out of the promised day. Or is he? <laughs> I don't know. We'll oh, have no. to find out. <laughs> yeah, he's, he's the only one who like doesn't need food or sleep or sunlight, so it's like, oh yeah, this is perfect. I can just wait it out in here. And I like how snarky Al is about it, too, because he's with pride. He's like, I don't need all these necessities so let's see who can last longer pride here's a waiting game and he's like all these lonely nights i've been alone have prepared me for this moment Mm, yeah and then um what was your favorite line of the episode yeah so both of us had like favorite back and forths um so mine was when greed said you still breathing over there and ed replies does wheezing count? <laughs> Just give him a thumbs up. <laughs> what about you, Meg? Um, so mine came from when Ed um saved Lanfan and she was like, I didn't ask for your help, and Ed's just like, Oh, shut up. We're in the middle of a battle. We don't have time for this. Yeah, he's done. Like, whatever. Uh and then what did we learn in this episode? We learned that you shouldn't take away being the hero from someone. So like letting Al stay behind to save them all from pride. Sometimes you just have to let somebody do what they have to do or make a sacrifice, which is painful, I know. And it would be super hard to just like let somebody else take that for for you, like take the bullet for you. But Mm. sometimes there's one person who can get the job done and only one person. Yeah. And then who pushed the story forward in this episode? Al. What a bean. <laughs> hmm He's the best. He's so smart. Mm-hmm. Yeah. All right. That was all that we had for this episode. Follow us on Instagram and YouTube and all the things. And we will be back back next week with uh, another episode. Thanks for listening. Bye.